Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey guys, welcome back to Point Kentucky. My name is Hunter Mitchell. This is Leah Edmond. How are you, Leah? I'm doing fantastic. We are here early. I think both of us probably expected we were going to be here a little bit longer. I don't think either one of us would have called a sweep of Baylor um, going into that match. But Cats sweep their way into the Sweet 16, knocking off number 23, 23rd ranked Baylor in straight sets in a match that it was close at times, but even when it was close, it never felt like Baylor was really even in that match. Let's go with your first takeaways from that. What did you see out of Kentucky tonight? Um, well, Kentucky hit 500. <laughs> As a team, not not a person, a team. Mm -hmm. They had four people that had double-digit kills, and the lowest hitting percentage was 538. So um, we're in the tournament. These numbers are unheard of. Yeah. Like these are these are numbers that you don't see from teams in regular season playing the worst team on their schedule. Like this is like unheard of. And so for them to be playing with this offensive power, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know who's putting a damper on that. Cause even them hitting 300 as a team yesterday was a straight sweep look yeah. exactly how it did today. So at this point, I'm just kind of like, I don't know who he stopped. Because, I mean, Aaron Lamb wasn't even really no. involved with the offense, and you would have never known. So if you imagine her being involved in those 10 kills as well, that's a, I mean, I don't even know what you do with that one. Right, and, and that's the thing. When you look at these numbers, Rutherford giving you 14 kills, DeLay giving you 13, Teeler giving you 11, her final match inside her up. Getzinger wasn't that involved. She only gave you seven, but she hit on a 600 clip. I mean, these numbers are are absolutely absurd. Emma Grom gives you 45 assists in a three-set match. She was leading the NCAA with 12 assists per set. 
She had 15% tonight against a top 25 opponent. Baylor's also huge. I'm sure yeah. you all talked about it on the broadcast. They are a big team. They have a big, I mean, Elise McGee is, I think, six foot four. Mm -hmm. It's a big outside hitter going up against Reagan Rutherford, and she literally gives you 14 kills on a 632 clip. I mean, these are numbers that, again, we keep giving that little offensive comparison to that championship team from three years ago. This is why. I mean, right now, when you look at Kentucky, the only way to get to, to slow down that offense is to get them out of system with the serve. And tonight, Baylor's a good serving team and at times got Kentucky out of system, mm -hmm. but they hit 500 regardless. It didn't Th matter. It doesn't matter. This team is so intelligent, even if they're out of system. Brooklyn, Aaron, Reagan, they know even if this isn't a perfect swing, I can at least make the setter make a first contact or just put the ball in a spot where you can't dig it. It doesn't have to be hit hard. You can just tip it. Yeah. There was one shot that Aaron had in that third set ball was way too tight to the net and she just swiped it off the block you can't dig those those are not playable balls and Kentucky has just been so dominant offensively this weekend was I mean absurd I don't yeah. know what to say about it I, I really can't like there's just so many words because like you even say like okay a team puts them pressure serving wise on them but they're still hitting so high out of system like it's still like there's a potential that when they go for swinging I'm like oh this could potentially be a kill mm -hmm. because they're just swinging so confidently and there's so many options and they have so many options. I mean, we saw Reagan Rutherford serving and playing back row more than we've ever seen her since before her injury. And so to be able to have that weapon as well, when you want to throw it in, I mean, I, it, yeah. I have no words. Cause I'm like, I really don't know who's going to put up enough of a fight to stop that offense when no matter if they're in system or out of system, they're rolling. Serving wise was incredible. They had multiple aces. I mean, they put so much pressure. Blocking was involved again. I mean, there's just so much going on that you're just kind of like, this is what Kentucky saw from themselves this entire year that like people didn't see maybe on the outside because of a record, but they knew what they were getting. And so to see them playing and firing at all cylinders at this point of the year, it, it you can't really do much with that. Well, and going into that match, we were talking about Elise McGee's topspin serve, about yeah. how much trouble it gave JMU yesterday. Today, I, I, I counted. I was very intel, in, in, intentional about how many times does Elise McGee go on a serving run. She didn't serve twice in a row one time yeah. in a three-set match. I think the first time she actually went back with that top spin, it went right to Molly Tuzzo. It was a beautiful serve that dropped nearly right in front of Molly, and it was a perfect pass to Emma. Yeah. And she ran the offense, and they immediately got her off the service line. Even stuff like that, these instances where you think that's going to be what gets them. The, you know, experienced junior players that have a, a really good serve can get you out of system. That's going to be the, the Achilles heel. Even that wasn't. I mean, I don't know. Tonight we thought they were going to go at Brooklyn a lot in service, even mm -hmm. they did early. And then Kentucky said, okay, just pass two. Yeah. And then Eleanor gives you a perfect ball to Emma. I mean, the things that <laughs> most teams would do against you that in the past worked when Leah was playing because they didn't have that number of offensive options that Kentucky has, those things worked. That's why that year that you all won 18 straight in the SEC, you ran into that Nebraska team that served you all off the floor mm -hmm. and you couldn't ever get into a rhythm. That's one of those things where this team just, they're so good offensively, but what they've done in service, at least to this point, is so impressive. It's why they're hitting 500 against the top 25 team. Early in the year, we were saying they can't sweep anybody. They can't sweep a team not in the tournament. They couldn't much less sweep a top 25 team. And they handled Baylor as if Baylor had no business being in the gym. And that's absurd because Baylor is talented. Mm -hmm. They played Texas twice. They played Houston twice. They played Can I mean, they played in a very good Big 12 this year, and it, it made Baylor look like they were essentially nothing. 
I just, like, it's just going to be so, like, seeing the next matchups of who they could potentially have, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be so hard. These teams are playing, I mean, I think every team that is on their side of the bracket is at least, there's no one sleeping. Right. They're all getting beat in four sets, which is what you're expecting from the tournament yeah. because you're like, well, every team deserves to be here. They earn the right here, so they're going to put up a fight. Like, no one's going to allow themselves to get swept, which you thought. Because going into this game, I was like, this is going to be a huge offensive battle like they're going to be firing on all cylinders like it's going to be back and forth we both a lot. thought that yeah. like i did not assume like that first set was like okay that's what i thought and so i thought that next set coming in baylor was going to play how they did and what a crazy stat that i saw on there was during that second set Baylor had made no errors. Mm -hmm. They had no hitting errors. They had no serving errors. But Kentucky earned every single point they had, which means that either they got a kill, an ace, or a block. I'm like, so as a team, what does that do to you when yeah. you know that you're playing perfect volleyball and you still were about seven points behind Kentucky down right. that entire set? Like, that's infuriating. It's reminiscent of playing a, a team like Nebraska who digs everything, and it's like, man, even when we get a good swing, the ball isn't going down. It's the same thing. Even if you get a kill and you get the serve back and you're like, okay, let's cause some chaos from behind the service line. Let's play defense. It's an immediate side out. How do you continue playing with confidence when it feels like you can never string points together? That's what it felt like. Baylor could never string points together. Kentucky was either, either always siding out or point scoring off the serve. Elise Getzinger gave them hell from behind the service line. Yeah. And we've seen moments, of, obviously that short serve that won the match at Georgia. We've seen her with that serve be really, really good this year. She was giving them all kinds of trouble and there was nothing that Baylor could do. It seems like every single match there is something different that is the reason why Kentucky is winning. Tonight it was that that ability for Elise to go on a really big service run. It just seems like something different is every single every single week. And again, we, we talked about it. Elise and Aaron didn't give you that many kills offensively. You know, Elise only gave you seven. Aaron only gave you five. And Aaron hit 067. So it wasn't like Aaron had a great game. We've been talking about Aaron the last two weeks before this tournament. Like, she's one of the best players on the team. And she didn't even really play that well this weekend. Um, so again, when you look at Kentucky, there's reason to believe that when Craig Skinner says, we can play better, he's being truthful. Because tonight Aaron Lamb, your secondary outside, really didn't wasn't a factor. That stuff is going to translate as Kentucky gets deeper. Let's look ahead now. The likely next opponent for Kentucky is Arkansas. We talked about it when that selection show came around. It is hard to beat a team three times, but when you look at, again, the way Arkansas is made up, the way they play, I think Kentucky is a matchup problem for them. I mean, yeah. obviously, it might not be Arkansas. TCU is still in it. They upset Florida State earlier tonight. Um, a lot of people thought that it was going to be Arkansas, Florida State, duking it out, and those two might be, you know, who, who's going to take it? It's either one's game. It likely looks more and more like it's going to be Arkansas unless TCU pulls off an upset tomorrow. Um, I mean, let's preview Arkansas again. What does Kentucky need to do if Arkansas is indeed their opponent next weekend? I mean, they have to play how they played that last Wednesday game against them. Just lights out on every department. You shut down their outsides, which I was kind of on the defense about that as a, you let them get their kills and you let everybody else go and you let every, you control everybody else. So they control them and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you're playing them for a third time, which again is ridiculous in itself that they're playing a team three times yeah. and you're playing them twice within about a week and a half, which is kind of ridiculous. You have to be disciplined. You can't let the two games that you play during the regular season impact this game now right. because now it's tournament it's not hey i'm trying to win an sec championship but i know i'm going to make it to the tournament it's if you lose this game you're done mm -hmm. there is no more volleyball to be played this has big implications because you're in a sweet 16 now going to the lead eight that makes a difference that makes a difference team morale wise that makes a difference recruiting wise mm -hmm. to have a team yeah. that goes that far on those types of occasions it's a lot so for them they have to stay focused 
And then if they see a TCU team, you, you have to watch out because at that point, you they've upset it almost three teams in a row. Yeah. You have to be on the lookout for what they're doing and how they're playing because I haven't seen TCU yet, but knowing their conference, they're in that same conference as Baylor. They played a BYU, a Houston, a Baylor, a Texas, a Kansas, all these big teams that are all seated right now. So you have to be on the lookout for them, but it's going to be Kentucky has to play Kentucky volleyball, and you can't worry about who's on the other side of the net because you're going to see all types of teams. You're going to see volleyball that you've never seen before, and I'm expecting Arkansas to play with a little bit more of an edge right. if that's who they see because they've already beaten, been beaten twice by Kentucky and Kentucky has spoiled majority of their hopes and they don't want to let them spoil this one as well. TCU has pulled off a few upsets this year in the Big 12. That's why they're in this tournament. Um, so if it is in fact TCU, that's a team that you have to take seriously. Even if they don't have a seed by their name, that's a legitimate team out of the Big 12. Arkansas is one of those teams we keep harping on it. They're very left pin dominant. Taylor mm -hmm. Hedgley and Gillen. If that's who you see, look for Reagan Rutherford again to have a big match. In that, first, in that second match, a week and a half ago, she was massive. I mean, I think she had six or seven blocks against Arkansas that night on Julian Gill and Taylor Head. They severely limited those outsides. That's how you win. That's what led them to a sweep. Um, if, if it is, in fact, Arkansas, that's one thing to watch for. I think, too, what Kentucky has to be careful of is looking down the bracket. You know that if you get by Arkansas, it's likely Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And I think this team and the coaching staff, they all feel like in that first Nebraska match in the Devaney Center, this team found something. Even though it was a loss and it was a four-set loss, winning that third set, having a big lead in the fourth, looking like they were going to push it to a fifth before Nebraska came back, this team, I think, almost feels like, wow, what a storybook it would be if Nebraska is what kind of got us going and where we felt like we could do something. Thing. What if we could beat them on their home floor to get to a Final Four? You've got to make sure that you take care of whoever it is in that Sweet 16 matchup before you get there. If you get past that match, think about it all you want. How do we beat Nebraska? That's that's the main goal. Craig has never beaten John Cook in yep. Nebraska since he's been at Kentucky. That's on his bucket list, I'm sure. And if he can knock out the number one overall seed on their home floor to get to a Final Four, I'm sure he would enjoy that. Yeah. And like I said, it'd be storybook, right? Nebraska's where you got this role going, knock them out of the tournament. That'd be great. But you've got to make sure you pay attention to who that opponent is in Elite Eight. If it is indeed Arkansas, you mentioned it, they're going to be hungry because you not only beat them twice in the SEC season, you also ruined any opportunity for them to have a share of that SEC title. This is one of their best seasons in program history, and you you spoiled that to a degree. You also took a seed away. You can, yeah. you can argue that had Arkansas won that match over Kentucky, their seeds would be flipped and Kentucky mm -hmm. would have gotten the nine and Arkansas would have gotten the eight. You took that from them. So Arkansas is going to come into that match going, if it is indeed them, they're, they're going to come into that going, Let, let's get some get back. Come yeah. on. We can't do that again. Um, that's where I think having you know seniors like Elise and Ajani and and Reagan really really help you. If you, I'm sure you noticed it this whole weekend. It never felt like they were satisfied. They mm -hmm. they felt they played and they felt like they were so hungry for this title. Um, these seniors, they're not satisfied with oh we 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 won another SEC championship in a really yeah. hard year. Let's make a Final Four. They're talking like I want to win the Natty. Mm -hmm. And I mean I've heard several of them talking about like let's go get that Natty. They are after a ring, and everyone is in this tournament, obviously. Um, but when you look at the way this team is playing and, and the way they're talking and the way they're carrying themselves, it's hard to imagine that they don't have a very real, very legitimate shot to make that Final Four. And we yeah. talked about it that night. The bracket was revealed. 
field, this path, it's not an easy path, mm -hmm. but they've had harder. They, yeah. they played themselves at the end of the year into a position to have a, a I don't want to say an easy road because you possibly have to play a team for the third time and then number one overall seed. That's by no means easy. Um, but I think these are two teams that Kentucky feels like we've got a legitimate shot here. And, and I think this team is hungry. And, and just the way that these seniors especially, and then the freshmen, Molly and Brooklyn, the way they're all carrying themselves, this team believes that they've got what it takes to, to win it all. And honestly, Leah, I don't know that I can see five teams better than Kentucky right now. Yeah, no, because if we're looking at the path completely, Kentucky would be playing teams that they have seen all year. Looking at that bottom side in the Final Four, if Louisville and Pitt yeah. end up going against each other to get to that Final Four, that's two teams they've already seen as well. And so. I think, I don't know about you, Kentucky matches up well against both of those teams. Oh, yeah. So. I think it would be completely different because you're yeah. now playing them not when you were struggling because mm -hmm. they struggled immensely against Pitt and especially against Louisville. Yeah. So to see them on the back end of that type of run that you just had is going to be such a different story, especially because both of those teams struggled at the end of the yeah. season as well. But looking ahead, because we can look ahead because it doesn't we're not the ones playing, they have a potential to play people that they've already seen before, right. which can sometimes in your head, and it's kind of helpful to have a little bit of that comfort of like, I know this team really well. I know what they do. It's not I'm going against a team like a Wofford, which you have no clue what they're going to do. Right. You don't know what they're going to give you. You know exactly what's coming for you. And so I think it could be the potential to be an outstanding rest of the two weeks because I really, really don't know who's stopping them at this point. Yeah, and that's the exciting thing. When you have an offense that's hum that hums this much, Craig always says, we want to earn 18 to 19 points a set. They're earning more than that. Yeah. Whether it's kills, blocks, or aces, they're earning closer to 21-22. When you're a team that relies on yourself to score, you don't rely on opponent hitting errors, yeah. you have a really good shot to advance far into this tournament. We see a lot of these teams that are good defensively, they're really good at forcing you into errors. Sometimes they get into this tournament and they struggle because you play teams that are all great, that are all tournament teams, and they can just play clean volleyball. And if that's yeah. what you rely on usually and they aren't playing dirty volleyball, then you're like, well, how do we score? That's not Kentucky. They, if, if you don't play clean, or if you play clean, they're fine with that. All right, yeah. we'll get the kills ourselves. If you play bad, like you, you're, you're hitting the ball out, and they play good offensively, you see what happens tonight where you hit 500, and Baylor didn't even play bad volleyball. Mm -hmm. They only had 11 errors through three sets. If you would have told me that before the match, I would have thought, oh, it's going to be a really close game. Yeah. That game never felt like Baylor had any momentum going into it. And, no. again, that's a good Baylor team to play that well offensively, again, especially after where they were beginning of the year. I don't think either of we – again, we, we talked about it. They've got the talent. Let's see if they make the run. Neither of us saw this coming. Mm -hmm. This is an offense that is second to none. I'm not. I'm watching these tournament games. I'm not seeing anyone do what Kentucky is doing against that kind of a caliber opponent. Yeah. You know, we we saw Louisville struggle yesterday with Wright State. Louisville's a good team, but obviously Wright State took them to four. And that even the sets that Louisville won, they were those were close sets. It never felt like Kentucky was in a close set this weekend. It felt like they just came into Rupp and said, "Foot on the gas, let's get to next weekend." And then yeah. you know, let's take care of it it's next weekend. Let's get to a Final Four. That's what this team's mindset seems to be talking to the coach and the coaches and the players in post game. Um, it's exciting for Kentucky fans. A great season at Rupp. Didn't start out that way. Me and Lee were talking about a lot of losses in Rupp, but they uh, they end the year with more wins than I think either of us thought saw, saw coming against some really good opponents. So thank you guys so much for joining us. This is probably our last in-person podcast. Unless they make a run into Final Four, maybe Lee and I will go to Tampa. If that's the case, then maybe you will see us under some sunshine recording point, Kentucky. I mean, which I'll, be, I'll be in Tampa 
Tampa regardless because I get to do the ABCA convention. So I'm praying that they come along with them so I can be there. To so you might see support. Leah in Tampa. Ricky I might not be Tampa, there. That's well, I sure. might not. <laughs> we got to get the cast to Tampa and then Hunter can go there with him. Yeah, so that let, let's like do a that. Plan. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll, we'll be back on Thursday. Kentucky will await to see who they're playing. If the seeds hold, it will likely be Arkansas. But Arkansas is in a match right now. Last I checked, they were, I think, up 20 to 5 in the first set. So I'm presuming they're going to win that match. And then it will be Arkansas TCU likely tomorrow. The winner of that match will take on Kentucky next Thursday. Again, if seeds hold, likely in Nebraska, in that Nebraska regional. So we'll keep you guys updated on Twitter and stuff. Follow along to figure out where Kentucky does indeed go and who they do, in fact, play. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. We will be back next Thursday following that match, win or loss, to recap that match. Hopefully, we'll be previewing an Elite Eight matchup. That's, that's the goal. Fingers yes. crossed. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Leah, for joining me. We'll see you guys next week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.